Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Ranger Ryan Show. My name is Ryan. It's good that good that we're clearing that up. Yeah, uh, this we is got Tear Breaker. Uh, yeah, Tear Breaker season season thirteen. Season thirteen, and uh, we've talked about a few things, but today is uh, we've broken some tears. Is your choice? Is your choice of things? So <laughs> um, this is this is when I see the ratings like they do like. This constant, like, positive, and then they just kind of yeah, slide a, down. Yeah. So we got it's them, like shoots and ladders. You hit the wrong part. GT picked this episode. <laughs> so today we're talking about, well, we have two episodes, right? And we always do that. Yep. Um, vice presidents who became president tier. And then we'll talk about uh, the dead presidents in the second half of the show. Dead presidents meaning we don't really want to get into other stuff. Yeah, just, we don't want to. We don't want to muddy the waters. Just, you know, We're a very bipartisan show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't. This isn't a political podcast. But you know, you know, we each have our views, but we don't. We don't express them very often, or well, or clearly. <laughs> All right. So, vice presidents who became president. How many are there? I think there's fifteen. Uh, yeah, there are. There are fifteen. Look at you. Okay. <laughs> Well, this is this is really your. I'm I'm here to color commentate. Okay. okay. So I mean, this is your list. You know, I will. I'll, I might fight you on something, but I doubt it uh, because I don't really have. Don't really care. Strong <laughs> opinions on vice presidents who became president. You can't put Millard Fillmore as a C. How dare you? Yeah, uh, it's just not. It's not not going to happen. So. Let's, uh, how do you want to start? Do you want to do it? Because I don't know any of these people, really. Oh, really? Okay. I mean, um, I know one or two. Well, in the bottom three. right there, the painting, the very clear painting, that is John Adams, who was the first vice president. I think before we, we, we get into this, oh, great. I, we should talk briefly <laughs> about why it is an interesting um, dichotomy to have somebody who was the vice president become a president. Um, and we have changed the way some vice presidents, uh, like the vice president is selected. Uh, it's different than it used to be. Oh, that's um, a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we used to have kind of a, a four 
you know, you voted for four people. Right. Um, so the, the top person became president. The second became vice. They could be totally different parties. Yep. Um, and it was just... Uh, and so it was usually, at, at the beginning, it was political rivals. Yeah. You would, have, would, you would have bitter rivals. Be your vice president. Yeah. yeah the top, like, top two most popular individuals running would be president and vice president. Vice president, and yeah. It was actually, I, I, I mean, I, again, we're not a political podcast, but right. I actually uh, wish that was still a thing in a way. Oh, could you imagine how many assassinations there would be? Oh, though? I, I mean, it would not. be. <laughs> Come on, we're a civilized society. What? But I do, I just feel like it, I don't know. I think there's a nice balance there. Yeah. You know? It is an inch, it is what, it was an interesting way of uh, doing that. But and... there was a lot of, the, the White House was a little bit more of a. <laughs> A lot of turmoil, I would think. A lot of a lot of turmoil, a lot of uh, infighting, and also um, it it was it remains a difficult thing to this day because nowadays the vice president is basically like a second president who doesn't really have any of the actual powers of the president, but is invested enough in the role that they go around and like try to gain gain support for whatever it is the president wants. Uh, but back in those days, like the vice president really didn't do anything. Yeah, but he, they did like presided I mean, over the Senate if there was a tie. Right. Uh, and that was more common. That used to be, um, uh, that actually John Adams did that a lot. Yeah. Uh, and they were, on. sometimes they were a voice against the actual president. Right. Uh, yeah. which, you know, is weird to think about right now. You feel like, you know, a lot, every vice president is there in case something happens. Yep. Or yep. if, you know, they want to run after the term is over. Right. I mean, that's kind of how it feels. Yeah. It's, it's like you're applying for the job and the people aren't quite sure about you yet. So you end up getting slotted into the, the vice president role so that you can win a certain state in the general for the president, because mm, that's the state yeah, you come yeah. from. Interesting. That's why Andrew Johnson, who we'll talk about on here, uh, was vice president. He was selected in order to help ensure that Lincoln would get uh, Tennessee in his reelection campaign. Because, you know, these days we think of Lincoln generally very positively. But in in that summer of 1864, he the war was not going well, and he was not very popular. He was mm -hmm. hanging on by just a thread, and uh, fortunately, you know, after Gettysburg, uh, after um, Lee was sent back to the South, and Morgan's raid failed in Ohio, uh, another interesting bit of history. But uh, after that, um, you know, his prospects improved, but it still was kind of dicey, and they they brought um, they got rid of Hannibal Hamlin, who was kind of corrupt. Uh, and was using the position to gain, um, you know, corporate benefits, basically, um, business ties. Uh, but they brought on Andrew Johnson from Tennessee because he was very popular. He was a Democratic senator, uh, I think, in Tennessee at the time. Or he might have been a governor. I forget. doesn't matter. Anyway, we should get into this. Well, the, I the feel basic a point, Civil War tier list is coming up. We could do a Civil War oh, tier geez. list. That would be awesome. Uh, uh, I, although, I'll say, in terms of a lot of people who study the Civil War, they're into, like, who's the best general and stuff like that. I, I mean, I think there's interesting things to study about some of the generals, but to me, it's not that important. And even the battles, like, they're only so important. They, they are worthwhile to study, but um, I think comprehensively, the state of the Union and, um, like, the conditions of the people the politics and the culture and everything is really important to study. I think to an extent, sometimes we might overemphasize the battles, although they did kill like uh, 700,000 people at a time when the America had a total of 24 million. Uh, and that's eno an enormous amount of bloodshed. So uh, yeah, the battles are important too. Uh, anyway, we should get into this. So the basic thing though is vice presidents don't do that much and presidents have an enormous amount of power. Uh, especially as you go on further in time and 
as the uh, the federal government has accumulated more and more powers than it was originally given in the uh, original charter of the Constitution. So that's John Adams right there. Yep. I would put John Adams... So this, we're rating these as vice presidents, right? Correct. I would put John Adams at a B because I don't really regard his... I don't really regard his uh, um, his vice presidency as all that helpful. Like he did preside over the Senate a little bit and helped to get that institution up and running because you have to actually like, establish rules and establish customs and norms and how are we going to even operate. But he also did a lot of things that really angered George Washington, um, not because they were actually political rivals, because at this time they didn't believe in um, uh, factions so much. They didn't believe in parties. But because he thought that the presidency should be invested with more um, aristocratic uh, power than the Constitution outlaid. And he was actually in favor of the president being referred to officially in the government uh, by, I believe, his majesty, the president, or something similar to that. Yeah, we had uh, King Washington. Yeah, yeah. And Washington was like, no, it's Mr. President, and that's it. And, you know, um, if you watch uh, the great... The great uh, biopic film uh, done by HBO. It's like a seven-part series. John Adams. You get at least one scene that kind of covers that pretty good. And also uh, the the book by um, uh, what is it? MacArthur, David McCullough. That's who it is. McCullough about John Adams uh, goes into a lot of detail about this dispute between Washington uh, and John Adams. And at the same time, like the dispute between uh, Alexander Hamilton and John Adams. There's a lot of interesting stuff there. Well, we should move on. That's enough about John Adams. It was, you know, important. Also, well, yeah, uh, as the first vice president, first right? vice president, he and set you gave the him whole a B. thing you gave him a B I gave him a B <laughs> about it. Yeah, that's unfair. Uh, so Thomas Jefferson was next, and you can see Thomas Jefferson there. Everybody knows what Thomas Jefferson looks like. Do we? Is that him? That's him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, uh, I would put Thomas Jefferson in the B category as well. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I should move it up to. You know what? Go ahead and. Yeah, so this is difficult. So there was an interesting right Thomas Jefferson was president or vice president under John Adams and they ran against each other and at this time they really didn't like each other. It took them I think 15 or 20 years to actually rekindle a friendship. So they were old men when they did that. Uh interestingly, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson both died on July 4th, 1826, exactly 50 years after the uh Declaration of Independence was signed. Uh which is interesting because they were both principal like thomas jefferson wrote it and john adams was like the the guy leading the committee the committee that actually brought this document forward so that's an interesting and totally they, they died of totally different you know different parts of the country and yeah. different uh yeah symptoms. in fact thomas jefferson died first but because they were so far apart when john adams died uh it's rumored that one of his, the last things that he said is mr jefferson survives because he, I think he was annoyed that he was passing away and Thomas Jefferson wasn't dead. He he died thinking that Thomas Jefferson was still alive, but Thomas Jefferson actually died first. Yeah, no but, tweets back then. Yeah, exactly. But there was a bitter rivalry between Thomas Jefferson and John Adams, and there was a lot of uh, mudslinging. Like, I mean, we're talking, we're talking beyond Twitter level, uh, you know, right <laughs> now. Like, we think it's bad right now, but it's always been bad. And people are just like this. And this is these are really important things with really important stakes. And there's a lot of people involved in these machinations. Uh, And uh, yeah, Thomas Jefferson was slandered brutally by John Adams's campaign. And uh, John Adams was also slandered brutally by Thomas Jefferson. And actually, while Thomas Jefferson was vice president, John Adams was actually, uh, uh, he actually got the the, um, 
Oh, what is it called? There was a bill that John Adams passed that basically allowed the federal government to put people in prison over slander uh, or what the government regarded as slander. Um, the Alien and Sedition Acts, I believe, because there was some concerns over that. And uh, a number of Thomas, Thomas Jefferson's supporters were imprisoned over this. Uh, so, yeah, like just just the fact that like you've got these really bitter rivals and one of them's the president, one of them's the vice president. And there is no like, yeah, it would, it would definitely be interesting these days if we maintained that system. So I put, I put Thomas Jefferson at a B in terms of being a vice president. I I think his presidency was much more impactful. Um, I don't know. I could be just being unfair here. No, no, we're, we're doing their, their vice presidential reigns. Yeah. Uh, now in terms of the next one, the next one is Martin Van Buren, the guy with the crazy hair there. Yeah. I think I have to put him at an A and it's not because I like any of the things that he did, but in terms of, uh, in terms of his import as vice president, uh, he actually stands above John Adams and Tom, Thomas Jefferson, that his vice presidency was more important. He hmm. was, Martin Van Buren was much more of a, he was a political, um, like, backroom guy he was the guy who would set things up he would arrange circumstances so the politics went his way he was vice president under andrew jackson i believe and um he he was incredibly important in terms of allowing and helping andrew jackson have a very very impactful presidency so i guess in this term uh, you know what i'm saying is that the way i'm rating this is how good at being vice president are they? How good are they at actually getting things done hmm. as vice president? Um, so I'm going to give him an A, and that would be fine. Next is John Tyler. Um, yeah, that's John Tyler right there. I initially, when we looked at this, I initially thought it was Franklin Pierce. There's no, there's no like notation of who these people are. Yeah, uh, we just have uh, paintings and photographs. I think okay. So based upon what I just said, I have to put John Tyler as a D, okay. but I'm going to upgrade him to a C. All right. And here's why. So John Tyler uh, was the president. He, he became president after uh, William Henry Harrison died, I believe, a month into his office. So John Tyler effectively didn't have a vice presidency, um, but he also, you know, stepped up and took over the presidency. So it's like it's that role you were talking about right there where we need to have a presidency. Somebody's ready to go and knows all the important things ready and waiting just in case something happens to the to the president. Like he spoke too long. He spoke for like three and a half hours at his inauguration and got the flu and died. Um, yeah, it was like pneumonia. I think, yeah, actually. pneumonia. Yeah. We, yeah. So that's where I'm going to put John Tyler because uh, he basically didn't have a vice presidency. Uh, so then next we have Millard Fillmore, who is the kind of duck looking fellow there next to the live president there uh, on the left. That's him. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put him as... I'm going to put him as a B. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and the basic reason for that is, and in case anybody's wondering, I don't know all of this. I am using a cheat sheet for some of this. Most of the things I've said so far, I already knew. But uh, <laughs> this is something that I, I was reminded of as I looked it up. Uh, Millard Fillmore was the last of the Whigs, I believe. And then after him, uh, in, in terms of his presidency, uh, after him, it was all Democrats and then Republicans. Uh, after that, which, you know, the parties have changed a lot over the years and things have, you know, gotten strange and weird. So these aren't exactly the same parties. But we these days we think of you think of political parties, you think of Democrats and Republicans. Um, 
well, in those days, the the parties was basically the Democratic Republicans and the Whigs. Uh, and Millard Fillmore was very important because he was the last of the Whigs. Uh, he also took office when uh, a president died. Spelled uh, with an H, W-H. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it wasn't just about a hairdo. Uh, although, I mean... Yeah, they he, wore wigs. Yeah. He's got kind of a Boris Johnson-looking thing going on right now. So, I mean, I'm just saying. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so it, it it was really an important factor that the Whig party eventually passed away and there wasn't much of a party to replace it. So there was a good bit of time there where it seemed like the Democrats were basically just going to run the show. But... Uh, there was significant enough abolitionist sentiment or at least anti-slavery sentiment, uh, if not abolitionist sentiment to, um, uh, to promote a new party standing against the then Democrat party, which was a pro-slavery party at that time, uh, to, to push forward this new thing, which became the Republican party. They nominated Fremont and Fremont failed. And then four years later, they nominated Lincoln and Lincoln through some interesting, um, interesting comparisons between these people won. So, uh, and then the civil war kicked off because how dare you? Uh, yeah. So we're going to move on. Andrew Johnson is next. Uh, he's the guy with the scowling face. Andrew Johnson always in almost all the renderings I've ever seen of him is always scowling. I'm going to put him at, I'm going to put him at a C as well. Okay. And here's why. So people know two things about Andrew Johnson. Typically he was Lincoln's vice president when Lincoln was shot uh, and he was impeached. He was the first president who was impeached. He was impeached over, he wanted to replace, I believe, Edwin Stanton, who was the secretary of war, which is what we'd now call the secretary of defense. I personally think we should still call it war because the military is there for war. Um, But he basically wanted to replace Edwin Stanton. Edwin Stanton didn't want to go. I don't remember exactly why all this became a thing, but he felt it was within his right, Andrew Johnson, that he should be able to oust Edwin Stanton and get rid of him. Uh, I mean, I, now I, now I'm talking about his presidency, so we probably should just skip this. We'll just cover this on the on the on the next episode. But okay. this is another example of somebody who stepped right into the presidency, who may not have been qualified for it, but actually did manage to do a halfway decent job. Um, he also was, uh, you know, I think I mentioned earlier on that he was a Democrat, but he was like a. He was a uh, a Tennessee anti-slavery Democrat because there was like there's interesting um, interesting niches that people fit into and that's why he was selected it's because he was he was uh, a popular person in Tennessee and he was anti-slavery so he could be uh, he could help the cause of the abolitionist side which had already begun uh, in earnest the Gettysburg Address had already come out or not the Gettysburg Address but the Emancipation Proclamation had already come out and all of that so all right so. Uh, next we're moving on. We have Chester Arthur with the lamb chops there. Uh, Chester A. Arthur. Chester A. Arthur. Ar- Chester Arthur Arthur. I don't know what his actual middle name was. <laughs> it would it was be interesting. An- I think it was Andrew. Go yeah, on. that does sound right. Um, so I'm going to put him at a C because, uh, I, now that I think about it, I don't know of anything he did in his vice presidency. Um, mm. he was another president who, uh, stepped, stepped in. Uh, when a president died, this was uh, James Garfield, who was shot by Charles Gateau. Um, and I, if I recall correctly, he was shot by Charles Gateau within 18 months of taking office. So Chester Arthur didn't have that much of a vice presidency. So I have to put it at a C. He probably would do better. Um, 
otherwise. But moving on, we have William. Uh, no, 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 no. That's uh, uh, Theodore Roosevelt there. Yeah, bully. Uh, you know what? I'm going to put Theodore Roosevelt up at A. Maybe I might move him up to S as we. He might be your only S. Yeah, I think go, go ahead and move him up to S. Go ahead and move him up to S. Because... I'm looking at who's left, and I'm like, I don't know if oh. I, I know I did this. As... Oh, but... Coolidge could be an S. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Let's but... do let's do Theodore Roosevelt as S. Uh, and the main thing is like Theodore Roosevelt was a character. People know of the character of Theodore Roosevelt, but also he literally rounded up a militia and yeah, took it to yeah. war in Cuba <laughs> as vice president and like financed it himself and like. <laughs> And admittedly, if you if you study the history, admittedly, a fair portion of the the stories and the legends that came back were, were well, quite a le- quite a lot of legends. There was yeah. a lot of fabrication, <laughs> but he did like he he did crazy stuff. He was also, I believe, as vice president, was once giving a speech. He may have actually been a governor at the time, but he was once giving a speech, and an anarchist um, protester shot him. And it hit it hit him yeah. where the speech was in his pocket, yeah. and it actually went into his chest, but it didn't go in very far because it was a crappy gun, and it was uh, also you know uh, it went through the speech, and then he finishes the speech yeah. and, and then goes to the <clears throat> hospital, so yeah. or to the doctor, I guess. Um, so yeah, he's got to be an S tier because he's... <laughs> no, uh, there. There's there's too many. <laughs> if you, if you even and he's a great writer. Mm-hmm. Um, if yeah, he actually has many books. They're all great. Yeah, They're I, have, all I, have, so I have quite a few of his books. Um, but yeah, I, I, if anybody needs to be in the S tier, it's him. <laughs> on and the, you know on what? List, he's, yeah, yeah. he's the most bipartisan of them all. That's true. Because he was in both parties. <laughs> yep. And he started his own party. Yeah, and if you the love Bull him, Moose Party, man. He, 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 there's all kinds of... He's, he's, a, he's, quite a, he's quite a gem. Quite a character, <laughs> yeah. So next we have Cal Coolidge. Uh, right. Silent Cal. I'm going to put Silent Cal up in A category because okay. he was one of the few people um, who served in both the vice president and president um, roles who really had a very well thought through and uh, a well thought through philosophy in terms of what he believed those roles should be. And he stuck with it. He was very focused on that. And that to me, it's not so much do I agree with this person? It's, do you actually have a very thought through principled philosophy as to what, what are you supposed to be doing here? And do you stick to that? Or do you start to wave around and, you know, trying to make people happy unnecessarily, or are you taking advantage and, and getting corrupt with this position? Hmm. So I'm going to give him, what do we do? A? Un- incorruptible. 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 So next we have, uh, Harry Truman, mm-hmm. who of course took over, um, I'm going to put Harry Truman up in the A category as well. And the reason for that is he took over from FDR, who had been president for like 13 years. Uh, and he took over at a time when the war in Europe was essentially won, but this horribly bloody war in the Pacific was just dragging on. And he had eventually had to make a decision regarding whether or not to use atomic weaponry. And he made the decision. I'm I'm putting him at A, though, mostly because... After World War II, he recognized the uh, the menace from the communists uh, very quickly and became a very staunch uh, Cold War, um, like Western civilization supporter. And he was already pushing in that direction as vice president. He was uh, he was trying to be as cordial to the Russians as possible, but he caught on very quickly. And it's it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I mean, but that was his presidency. But at the same time, like it's kind of hard to. 
to disentangle this. Harry Truman was also brought on yet again as uh, somebody to uh, uh, win, uh, help, you know, win the election for FDR yet again. So uh, that that's very common with vice presidents. So we can move on. We have uh, Lyndon Johnson there. Lyndon Johnson obviously took over from the, the most recently assassinated president, which was John F. Kennedy. Um, and I know there are going to be people listening to this who believe that Lyndon Johnson shot or had John Kennedy shot. Um, I'm going to put Lyndon Johnson in terms of his vice presidency at a C tier. Uh, and the reason for that is he largely felt that he was the one uh, who was like, he was just, uh, he, he was better qualified to be president than JFK. He thought JFK was uh, just kind of a, um, a good looking idiot. And uh, you know, not, not that Lyndon Johnson disrespected uh, Kennedy. He just didn't think he had it in him to be president. Uh, and so Lyndon Johnson kind of, went around just making his own deals and doing things of that nature. Um, which I don't know. It's a bit unfair, um, but whatever. Uh, he's getting to see. So Richard Nixon is next. We all know lots of things <laughs> about Richard Nixon. Um, I think Richard Nixon. As a vice president. As a vice president. You know what? I'm going to put him up above Johnson. I'm going to put him at a B. Uh and the reason that I'm going to do that is he did something that would have been in terms of the character that it took, uh, that would have, it, it would have been really important if people had learned that lesson and stuck with the lesson. The thing that Richard, Richard Nixon did, Richard Milhouse Nixon, uh, that's his middle name. Uh, right. he, he was vice president under Dwight Eisenhower and was running for the presidency and in 1960 and lost to John F. Kennedy. And a lot of people said, that there were a lot of shenanigans that were going on and people were persuading Nixon to not concede and to push to have these things figured out. And Nixon said, it's not worth dragging the process down and destroying people's faith in democracy. And he said, it is, it is what it is. And he later went on to become president um, after, you know, recovering from some other, uh, uh, I wouldn't say gaffes, but, you know, just uh, problems, <laughs> problems that came about. So next we have uh, Gerald Ford, mm -hmm. and I think this is the last one we're going to do because we're going to do we're doing dead people. Gerald well, Ford, he's, he's passed. Oh, that's right, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Gerald Ford. Uh, Gerald Ford. I'm going to put it a C. Uh, and the reason is uh, he was brought on. I don't yeah. know. I probably I, C might be high. C might be high. <laughs> I'm being generous. I'm being generous. All right. Uh, so he was brought on also to shore up political support, uh, for Richard Nixon. And then when Nixon resigned, you, you know, you know what? Yeah. Go ahead and, and drop him down to a D, <laughs> uh, because uh, once Nixon resigned, the first thing, one of the first things that, uh, Ford did. Well, maybe that should be his presidency. Yeah. Well, it's going to affect his presidency score, but <laughs> the, the thing of it is he was, his presidency score is going to get affected by the fact that he just was not he was somewhat out of his depth in terms of his, of yeah. his presidency. But as a vice president, like uh, he was brought on to replace Spiro Agnew, uh, who was also like deep into corruption. And I don't know. It's just like, I, I don't think, I don't think he did anything very much that helped out uh, the administration. He was trying to support mm. uh, like, and, and then he got in yeah. there and like, he just continued the, the whole charade by uh, pardoning Nixon. Now, you know, you can make the argument Nixon should have been pardoned because he resigned. He was no longer a president. So 
you know, what's the big deal? Let's just move on. And I understand that. And we could go back and forth. And so we should just move on. So the last one, as Ryan pointed out, uh, was George H.W. Bush because mm-hmm. he actually did pass away recently. I totally forgot that. It was like two or three years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have to go C category for him because he... Yeah, I mean, that's that's generous, actually. Yeah, he didn't like the president he was serving under, which was Reagan. He didn't support it. He often made fun of it. And when he uh, won the presidency, largely yeah. on the... <laughs> the, the actor yeah uh when he won the presidency largely on the coattails of uh reagan's uh economic success uh he fell down in a lot of policies we're gonna have to talk about that um in terms of his presidency as well whenever we do that episode uh but right after this we're doing it right after. This. yeah okay so we we'll have to talk about it right right away so uh yeah i mean funny on snl but uh not really that good a vice president yeah well, we're, we uh, we do have one other president that uh, became president, uh, which would be uh, current president Joe Biden. Uh, but we are going to stick with the deceased uh, just because, you know, it's fair and uh, it's. Uh, yeah. And if you have anything to like, if you say anything about any of the current um, people in politics, then everyone wants you to, to either validate um everyone wants you to validate their opinion on those people and everyone has an opinion now. And, uh, to a large extent, that's okay, but that's not what this podcast is about. Absolutely not. So our number one vice president who became president is. Oh, Theodore Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. He hated being called Teddy. Exactly. Um, and interesting. uh, He is in fact, what the Teddy bear is named after. Correct. Yes. Uh, We are going to take our break. Uh, We'll be back to talk about uh, the greatest presidents, um, you know, dead presidents of the United States. Um, When we come back, make sure to listen to that episode and make sure to uh, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. And we will talk to you in a little bit. Adios.